all good, boo. I'm keeping it at 100. singer we're almost there <laughs> i could do, i could do opera if you want me to <laughs> can you really uh, that's actually one of my favorite things to do when i am home alone by myself is pretend to be an opera singer uh-huh yeah <laughs> no i'm not gonna do that for you mm, um but one of these days maybe it's so coming up on today's show do all dogs go to heaven i don't want to talk about this one this one might be you might like it i don't want to talk about it you might like it who knows more accidental inventions that change the world and how to get your point across. But first, it's October 11th and we're celebrating a few holidays, aren't we, Mo? We are. Today is National Depression Screening Day. Okay. Um. <laughs> we're, both, we're both like, let's think of something serious to say. No. Nah, we, it's self-explanatory. Yeah. Get mental, yourself screen if you think mental you got health depression. awareness is very important. So yeah. if you feel like you are in a slump, there's no shame in going to get checked out for that. No shame in our game. All right. Uh, today is also <laughs> Southern Food Heritage Day. I'm super excited about this one. Yeah, yeah. So like fried chicken, cornbread, and collard greens, and I'm all about cornbread, man. Ooh, so beans. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I am. Oh, okay. Um, and then, but this one completely goes against the grain. That's true. So listen, your Southern food heritage, that's going to be your dinner for tonight. Okay. So go ahead and start planning that out. Figure out what it is that's going to be on the menu. But for lunch. Not lunch. Yeah. Sausage pizza is a breakfast thing. Ew. Mm-hmm. Go grab yourself a slice of sausage pizza Come on. because it's did your National school not do that for day. breakfast? Did they not give you the little square sausage pizzas on Friday? You no, know, they did, and I always thought, why the crap am I oh eating pizza gosh. for breakfast? They were so, they were those were the best sausage pizzas ever. I would pay money to get someone else's on Friday after I ate mine. I'm <laughs> like, dude, I will give you two bucks for your sausage pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Because I loved it. There was no, there's no better sausage pizza in the world than square sausage pizza from school. <laughs> school made so many mistakes when it came to food, but that was not one of them. Not sausage pizza. The only problem, though, Matt, is like with telling them that it's National Sausage Pizza Day and that they should eat it for breakfast. No pizza places are open before That's true. 10 o'clock. You got to You got to buy it the the night before. Yeah. Get yourself a you know a normal pizza. From Domino's, but the, use that five ninety nine thing. Yep. And get yourself a second sausage pizza. Yep. Put that puppy in the fridge, reheat it in the morning. It's Eat worth it. For it. Breakfast. It's worth it, y'all. You All know, right. there have been times when I have bought like a pepperoni pizza, like a deep dish pepperoni pizza from uh-huh. Pizza Hut or whatever, had like two slices, but saved the rest and put it in the fridge and for dinner had just slices of cold pepperoni pizza oh i love and oh gosh the cold be- pizza? i feel like the best one is a deep dish pepperoni pizza from pizza hut 
because the deep dish they tend to go lighter on the cheese so the sauce is a little heavier and that's really good cold mm. and then the saltiness from that pepperoni really mixes well uh and it comes out a lot more when it's cold i don't know I, why yeah i love cold oh, pizza oh gosh it's fantastic i've been kind domino's of... is pretty good all around cold too i think domino's okay i guess all the chains my favorite delivery pizza is Papa John's, but we don't have Papa John's I know. here. Why, me too, man. So here, Ugh. my favorite delivery pizza is Domino's by far. Yeah. And I figured out why. why. Here's their secret. On their crust, they roll the dough before they bake it mm-hmm. in cornmeal. Cornmeal, yeah. And so it has that cornmeal mm-hmm. taste and texture. Oh. Then again, I also really love their thin crust because it's like real thin crust. It's cracker thin. Yeah. Uh, Toppings go all the way to the edge. Mm-hmm. They they square cut it. I really like yeah. their thin crust too. Yeah. Yep. You know what? Uh, there was a time in my life where I hated on Dominoes, but not anymore. They've, oh, I they've love upped Domino's. their game. They've upped their game. And I I'm do kinda... miss I do miss their pasta bread bowl though. Oh, I don't. They don't think have I ever the bread bowl it. anymore. No. It's it's definitely a it's definitely a depression food. Is it? I don't know anybody who's happy in eating a Domino's bread bowl. Okay. But it was good. Yeah. It sure, That's probably why. Sure made you cope. That's probably why. was getting you down for a few minutes. And I'm very picky oh, when it comes man. to my pizza because I grew up with my stepdad who is Italian. Yeah. And he made homemade pizza on a mm-hmm. weekly basis. Yeah. I'm super picky. I could see that. Yep. Hey, you know what? What? Our show today is brought to you by the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays, written awesome. and compiled by Joshua Powell. Fantastic gentleman. Three Christmas plays and one Easter play designed to be the length of an average Sunday morning worship service at a church. Let me tell you about one of them. One of them is called We Got That, where Mr. Hart owns a supply store and is more concerned with making money than celebrating the Christmas holiday. Mr. Hart forces the employees to work Christmas Eve in order to fulfill a large order, and the stress of the evening results in his employees being reminded of the reason Christmas is celebrated. This play has humor, it has heart, and now is the perfect time to get this book. You get that play, you get three more amazing plays. Prepare for Christmas. You got time. You got time, but you don't got much time. Yeah, you need so to get it So order done. this now. And amazingly, this ebook is worth less than your starbucks frappuccino it's 4.99 you're gonna pick it up get all four plays 4.99 that's all the costs and you can be ready for christmas even if you don't know if you want to do a play this year just get it and keep it yeah, it's not like it why expires it? yeah why miss the deal man 4.99 yeah. get it online right now at barnes and noble apple bookstore or smashwords Dot com or visit backrowradio.com. You're going to find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays. You can also search for it on Facebook. Awesome. <sighs> so I got a list for you. I okay. know it's not Top List Tuesday. No, but it's not. Let's, uh, let's go through this. Having trouble getting your point across? Well, you might be making one of these five common mistakes. Hmm. Number one, don't forget to breathe. <laughs> If we get too uh, upset or riled up, we mm-hmm. tend to talk more than we should without breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that gets us more agitated because yeah. it gets our heart pumping even faster. 
Well, my fear is always if I pause to take a breath, someone thinks that per that other person who I'm having this discussion with that you're not done talking. They no, they think that that's an opportune time for them to butt in and give their opinion. And guess what? It's not. I'm still giving my opinion. I just need to breathe. Well, I don't feel like you have to go. I just feel like you need to. And this is why. Sure. Number two, don't be accusatory. We can't be putting blame on you seem to think that. <laughs> uh, because is this, is this hitting you at home? <laughs> I feel like this is hitting you where it hurts. Maybe a little. I don't pick these things because I specifically think. No, I gonna... think that you do, Matt. <laughs> I think you do. I don't. You do. Uh, number three. Maybe you just have a lot of problems, Mo. Just think Ooh. about that. Just think about that. <laughs> Sorry, that was accusatory. That was. That was. You know what? You have so many problems. It could also be viewed as this next one. This one. What's the next one? Don't be preachy. Get off your pedestal, Matt. You ain't no better than me. You a sinner too, bro. We all need salvation. <laughs> when you get into your your thug voice, <laughs> you a sinner too, bro. Mm-mm. Oh man, yeah. Don't be preachy. Um, you you're not supposed to go off an air of I'm better than you. Um, we're we're all in this human race together, my friend. We we are all sinners. <laughs> Number four, avoid com com combat dialogue or combative dialogue. Um, you need to deliver your critique as an I message, um, as an I feel that this is blah, 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 instead of an accusatory thing like you're attacking them, <sighs> which again is you seem to think that because of this, this is happening and you're wrong. Keep your comments to I or me <laughs> statements, not yeah. you or we. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking inward, not outward. <laughs> And then number five, and this is, I think is the Ooh. biggest one, avoid 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Be willing to be wrong. Be willing to entertain other thoughts or ideas. Um, if you come down saying that I know everything and I am not open to uh, thinking another way, why are you even talking? Why are you even arguing? You know? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a discussion. So to get your point across, to be taken seriously, to be listened to, you need to follow those five steps. And I think they're fantastic steps. Don't you? I do. All right. I, I mean, I don't like. I mean, I don't I don't like this discussion at all. But... I don't use them or anything. But... <laughs> I mean, they're great steps. I've never used them, but they're great. <laughs> um, I mean, we're all we're all like that from time to time. And we all want to be combative. And we all practice arguments that we lost in the shower. Ten years later. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I should have said this. I should have said this. And it's then my they would have been favorite pastime. They would have been shut down and said nothing. That's right. And you just walk away. Then <laughs> they'd be the one dealing with all this <sighs> emotional whatever. Meanwhile. For years. Meanwhile, they don't even remember having the conversation exactly. with you. <laughs> and exactly. are living rent free in your head right, right? now. Uh. <laughs> uh, we got a bit of a Twitter spotlight we're going to take right now on an account called Crass Christian. Okay. Uh, he's not all that crass, despite the name. I haven't seen any real crassness about him. 
on his account. But Better uh, step it up, crass Christian. <laughs> but you be a little more crass, crass Christian. Uh, otherwise, you're lying, and that's We're a sin. We're calling you out. That's Ooh. a sin. But here are some of uh, my favorite tweets from him in uh, recent weeks. Uh, number one is a quote. Just think of the eternal ramifications. There's a whole world out there that doesn't know about Jesus. Quote from me, trying to get the lady with the tambourine to be a missionary to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) This hits home. (laughs) Because even as recently as this week, we have a lady in our church who has been bringing a tambourine and shaking it offbeat. All worship service. (laughs) It really threw off our guest, uh, our guest worship leader this week. He's all, she was just like, not even half a beat off, just like a quarter of a beat off. And so it kept making me like stutter as I was talking and I kept almost losing my place. It's so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the worst. It is the worst. Oh, man. Uh, All right, his next one. Well, see, Judge, Your Honor, Sir, they were playing Christmas music in September. (laughs) Yep. I went to Walgreens last Saturday, and there were Halloween decorations all over that middle aisle. Mm -hmm. And on the top shelf, candy canes, as far as the eye can see. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, of course, decorations are already in stores, but the candy can wait. Can't it? Can't the candy wait? Can't the candy wait? Hey, speaking of candy, just out of nowhere, I know we're in the middle of this thing, but it was a bit of news that I found out. Uh, NECA wafers. You know NECA wafers? Those disgusting chalk disc candies? No. From the 20s. (laughs) Still made. Oh, anyway. You know Conversation Hearts? Yeah. For Valentine's yes. Day. Yes. Okay, those are the same kind of candy. Okay. Necco wafers are all year long little discs that taste like that. Okay. Um, but the Conversation Hearts, even though they're mostly disgusting, usually everybody has at least one box of them every year. Okay. Well, they were going to go away. In fact, they won't be here this year. At least not the official ones from Necco. Because okay. Necco closed down. What? But... <laughs> Even though Necco is is widely considered to be the worst candy in America, the second worst candy in America bought the rights and the ability to make them. The second worst candy is those orange marshmallow peanuts, oh, circus peanuts. Circus peanuts. <laughs> Topher loves those. Oh, they're awful. They're, they're disgusting. so bad. And my father-in-law likes them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the worst. But anyway, that company. Has acquired the rights to purchase them. And so they're going to be restarting up the Conversation Hearts for 2019. So it should be here. Yeah. Okay, no. So it was this year that we missed it. So next year we should have them. So fear not, America. We had them last year. The Conversation Hearts. Oh, there's, there's, there are other brands that oh. make them, but not the official NECA They're ones. disgusting. I don't understand why anybody likes <laughs> well, them. Well, it's the same thing with candy corn. Candy corn is awful, yet everybody still eats some. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I will still eat a bag. No, at some I won't point. eat any. But I will, will not be eat it. any. And then they're, I'll be like, you know what? I didn't even like these. They're the worst things. In fact, there was an episode Ever. of Superstore, which I know you don't like Superstore, but yeah, I, I do. don't like it. But. but there was a Halloween episode where Garrett, the guy, the black guy in the wheelchair, he's just sitting there eating a bag of candy corn the entire time, going back and forth on whether or not he likes them. And at the end of the episode, he finishes off the last hand and goes, you know what? I've reached a conclusion. I do not like candy corn. 
<laughs> yeah, they, um, I've seen quite a few memes recently that are surrounded by candy corn. Yeah. One in particular is just an image of a candy corn that says, I taste like sadness. <laughs> it, it's very true. All right, back to our Twitter spotlight of Crass Christian. <laughs> uh, his next tweet. If your worship pastor hasn't converted at least one Aerosmith song into a worship chorus, does he even want to keep his job? Hashtag walk this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tips for the single Christian ladies. Don't ask how much he makes at his job. Ask how much he tithes. Then multiply by 10. That'll seem less tacky. (laughs) Just a reminder that at no time should you actually let Jesus take the literal wheel. I have it on good authority. He never got his driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) Go follow at Crass Christian for more hilarity like that. It's Throwback Thursday. We're bringing you nothing but hits from 95 to 2005 from the Christian era um, in all genres. So enjoy that when we come back. More accidental inventions that change the world. Stick around. Throwback Thursday, the Back Row Radio. I've been singing a lot this week. You have been. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, our show today is brought to you by the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Joshua Powell. This is a book packed with four church plays that run 30 to 45 minutes. If you tried to buy even one play like this from one regular big company out there that produces them in mass, just one book and the rights to performance is going to cost you about 50 bucks. But you aren't allowed to even photocopy the book for your actors. You got to buy a whole more copies for all of them. It's a crime. You know, it's 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 a scam. I feel, and I'm not gonna go that far. But you know <laughs> what? It's just it's at 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 best, it's not a great deal. But we've got a great deal for you here. You're gonna get with this ebook four amazing holiday plays for just four ninety nine. Plus, when you purchase the book, you're also gonna get a. Um, free pdf copy at your request at no extra charge so you can print as many of the script copies as you need for your actors it's a deal that you just cannot beat get it online at barnes and noble apple bookstore or smashwords.com or visit backrowradio.com and you'll find our link to easy church holiday plays also search for it on facebook Hey, Mo. Hey, Matt. I think it's time for five random facts, don't you? Is it? I I think think it is. All right, so typically I don't share where our facts come from, but this (laughs) This one. This one has a weird one. Yeah, this one I got to share. So Shane and Shane have told us factually (laughs) that the fastest growing hairs on the human body are the hairs on a guy's face at a lightning quick speed of 0.4 millimeters per day. I can attest to that. Lightning quick. Um, I want to do like a, <laughs> like a project, like a science project. Yeah. I kind of do. It could easily be done. 
within maybe that's how shane and shane know maybe maybe they did the science project they probably did (laughs) never mind i won't do it all right next one in the 1800s ketchup was sold as medicine and was even made into pill form to rid people of stomach ailments gross so eat a spoonful of ketchup (laughs) i mean i like ketchup but last last week i talked about this new thing that heinz has come out with did you see it no They've come out with, I mean, it's not a new thing in theory, but it's a new thing to be packaged and sold. Mayo chup. Oh, yeah. Which Daedra loves mixing mayonnaise and ketchup. So does Chris. It's his favorite. But it looks disgusting. It looks like, it looks like they melted a human. The color, the (laughs) color is white person. That's the color. It is flesh, white flesh color. It is white person. And because, and because... (laughs) They all have the, you know, the clear bottles so you can see the sauce. Well, yeah. this is one they should have covered up because it is nasty looking. Looks so bad. And, but I also have a problem with it because I feel like part of the appeal of mixing the mayonnaise and ketchup is the fact that it's two different consistencies that you're mixing together. Yeah. But it would still kind of retain a little bit of each. While if you're making one sauce... It's a new thing. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to catch on. Mayo chip. I feel like most people would prefer the separate things they mix themselves. Yeah. Well, and it it all depends on personal taste as well. Do you like more of the mayo or more of the ketchup? You can't balance it out. Yeah. You can't balance it out. I've been doing Whataburger's spicy ketchup. That stuff's good. Even their normal ketchup is amazing. It's amazing. But yeah. I'm so glad they started bottling that stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's nationwide, but it's here in New it's Mexico. It's in Albertsons. And, and that, ooh, boy. Yep, it is yes. so good. Okay. Um, Ernest Hemingway's former home is overrun with cats. The famed <laughs> author's former home in Key West, Florida is home to 54 cats. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, you know, that's my same did question. He, did Purposely? He, did, did he, he leave, leave it, it to, to the cats yeah. in his will? I don't know. Uh, do people take care of the cats? Or are they how just... do they know that there's 54? <laughs> Why not 53 or 55? Right. I feel like it would be hard to count the cats. Exactly. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't line cats uh, up in a row. Um, yep. Uh, there's 54. Let's just yep. There's 54. Let's just write down 54. We're gonna walk. <laughs> They're not um, gonna question it. It's not. It's not succinct enough. If we said 55, they'd question it. Right. Say 54. People are gonna think we definitely counted. Yep. I'm gonna call <laughs> shenanigans. Shenanigans. Okay. You are more likely to get struck by lightning. Is that right? You are more likely to get struck by lightning twice in your lifetime than you are to win the 800 million Powerball. Wow. Eight hundred million dollar Powerball. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't like those odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not. Mm-mm. I haven't even been struck by lightning once. Hmm. Yeah, the last one blows me away. Uh huh. So I just figured out Chris's job after retirement. <laughs> right. And he would love NF- it. He would love this. Yeah. He would love this. An NFL water boy makes an average salary of fifty three thousand dollars a year. I mean. <sighs> That kind of makes me mad. Think about it. A water boy is making more than a teacher makes. Oh, yeah. By far. Mm-hmm. Almost double what most teachers make. Mm-hmm. That's insane. An mm-hmm. NFL water boy makes double the amount a teacher makes. Yeah. America. 
Where are your priorities? We don't have them. <laughs> All right. So yesterday we shared with you 12 accidental inventions that changed the world. Well, today we got 12 mo. Wow. Uh, let's there are start. at least 24 accidental There's inventions At least 24 accidental inventions that have changed our world. Number huh. one, the microwave. Every reluctant cook should be grateful to Percy Spencer, a Navy radar specialist who was tinkering around with microwave emitters when he felt the chocolate bar in his pocket start to melt. The year was 1945, and the world, or rather the kitchen, hasn't been the same since. The Slinky. You know this one? This is no. one I've heard a lot. During World War II, Navy engineer Richard James was trying to figure out a way to employ springs aboard Navy ships to keep sensitive instruments from bouncing around when he, was accident- when he accidentally dropped one of them. To his amusement, the spring immediately righted itself and landed upright on the floor. Since then... Kids everywhere have enjoyed playing with this springy metal toy. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? It was just by accident. Playing with different types of springs. Well, then. You're like, hey, this would be fun. And it is, sort of, until... It's fun for about a couple days. I wouldn't even give it a couple days. Oh, I still give it a couple days. Every, like, five years, I'll get a slinky. And same thing with yo-yos. Yo-yos last a little longer, though, than five days. But every five years or so, I'll get a slinky because they're cheap. And I'll enjoy it for a few days, and then I'll break it or something. (laughs) Yeah, the first slink down, and it gets tangled, and you can never get it back to the original. You want to know what's pointless? Those tiny little slinkies that you can't even bend over halfway. Mm -hmm. What's the point of that? There isn't There's no fun. You just pull it. Yeah. That's like an accordion that makes no noise. Exactly. Not fun at all. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> but yo-yos, man. Every five years or so, I'll buy a yo-yo. I love yo-yos. And I'll go to town with that yo-yo for a I'm good actually, solid month. I'm actually pretty good at yo-yo. I'm all right with a few things. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a couple tricks. Walk the dog and more. rock the cradle. Mm-hmm. I can't do the cradle one. No. I keep trying. I'm not. I'm not coordinated enough to make the cradle in time. Yeah. <laughs> and then get it back up. Yeah. I always but, blow my kids' mind every year. When I can do the tricks and they're like, how do you do that? (laughs) Really, I don't know. It just took a lot of practice. Uh, All right. Play-Doh. Maybe it comes as no surprise that the smelly, gooey stuff kids have been playing with for decades was originally intended as wallpaper cleaner. What? In the early 20th century, however, people stopped using coal to heat their homes, which meant that their wallpaper stayed relatively clean. Luckily for Cleo McVicker. The original inventor, his son, discovered another use. Modeling clay. Hey. How about super glue? Harry Coover, a researcher at Kodak Labs, was developing plastic lenses for gun sights when he stumbled across a synthetic adhesive made from, who, help me with this, cyanocrylate. Huh? Yeah. Cyanoacrylate. Cyanoacrylate. I don't know. Something like that. At the time, (laughs) he rejected it as being far too sticky to be of any use. Years later, though, it was rediscovered and is today sold under the trade name of Superglue. Okay, I don't know how true that is, Matt. Where'd you get these from? Because... Mental mental floss. Superglue was originally used for medicinal purposes in the war for small cuts. Well, do you think... It was used after it was discovered this way? I don't know. Let's double check and find another source. <laughs> uh, nope, Harry Coover, Wikipedia. Huh. 
Um, but it was a material that was used during both world wars as an alternative to stitches on large cuts and wounds. Um, yep. Huh. So let's see here. So originally he was trying to use it for gun sites, but then it... Yes. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, there we go. So a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, well then. <clears throat> Velcro. Uh-huh. Swiss, Swiss engineer George D. Mestral was on a hunting trip with his dog in 1948 when he noticed how burrs would stick to its fur. Eventually, he managed to replicate the effect in his laboratory, but it wasn't until NASA came along in the 1960s and began using the material in its space program that this zipperless zipper was really popularized. Hmm. So this wasn't really accidentally invented, more like replicated from an accidental thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, X-rays. Oh, this is scary. It's like the radioactivity one. <laughs> In 1895, Wilhelm Rontgen was performing an experiment using cathode rays, and he realized that some fluorescent cardboard across the room was lighting up. This was in spite of the fact that there was a thick block between the cathode ray and the cardboard. The only explanation was that light rays were actually passing through the solid block. And that's where x-rays were born. Well then. <clears throat> How about safety glass? Eduard Benedictus. Hey, great job. A French chemist <laughs> accidentally knocked a flask off of his desk one day. It fell to the ground, but rather than shattering, it only cracked. The flask had been filled with plastic cellulose nitrate or liquid plastic, which had evaporated and left a thin but durable film on the inside. This led Benedictus to securing the first patent for safety glass, which is most commonly used in vehicle windshields. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool discovery. That's a very cool accidental discovery. Yeah. How about cornflakes? (laughs) With Keith Kellogg, or Will Keith Kellogg, began helping his brother John cook meals for patients at the sanitarium, at which he worked when he left some bread dough out to sit for several hours. Deciding to bake it anyway, the result birthed the first batch of cornflakes. Well then. Uh, He then used those cornflakes as uh, a medicinal purpose to try to keep people from touching themselves. Really? He marketed it as that for a while to, like, hospitals and stuff. Obviously, it's just cereal. I was going to (laughs) say, what? I'm Like, what was his argument? It it was the past where people were dumb. That's the only (laughs) thing. It was a snake oil situation. Dynamite! It's not like humanity just recently discovered how to blow up things. Gunpaper, gunpaper, gunpowder, and nitroglycerin have been around for ages. This issue, however, uh, the issue, however, especially in this case, is nitroglycerin and its uh, instability. It wasn't until Alfred Nobel accidentally discovered a method of containing the substance without hindering its power that people could really have a blast. Hmm. 
Anesthesia. Oh, this is another one of those scary ones. How you accidentally. <laughs> Although there is no single person to credit with discovering anesthesia, Crawford Long, William Morton, and Charles Jackson are all contributors to finding a practical use for it. They noticed that drugs such as nitrous oxide or laughing gas, then used for recreational purposes, was an effective sedative. Eventually, surgeons started to use, uh, use ether during their procedures, paving the way for the modern anesthetics we use in surgeries today. Hmm. But gosh, it's scary. Yeah. And, you know, I think, too, what's a little more scary for me is, like, sure, nothing has happened, nothing's gone wrong, but it was an accidental find. An accident could happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Stainless steel. Next time you enjoy your dinner with a rust-free fork, remember to thank 20th Century Arms Manufacturer for hiring Harry Brerley. And English, I feel like they're just messing with me now. <laughs> right? Brerly. Harry Brerly. An English metallurgist, Brerly was asked to develop a gun barrel that wouldn't rust. After testing his creation on various uh, corrosives, such as lemon juice, he realized that it would be perfect for cutlery. Huh. Not great. I've never, I had never really thought about it until I was an adult that, hey, why doesn't this, these metal. I mean, I put this. Yeah, why don't this they stuff rust? soaks in water for days? Why isn't it rusting? True. Yeah. And lastly, something that I am deathly allergic to. Are you really? Penicillin. Yep. While studying Staphylococcus, microbiologist Alexander Fleming added some of the bacteria to petri dishes before leaving for vacation. He had expected the bacteria to grow, but upon returning, he was surprised to find a mold growing in the dishes instead. A close inspection found that the mold released a byproduct, which inhibited the growth of the staph, giving birth to the first antibiotic, penicillin. That's right, folks. It was not discovered on a piece of bread. Or it cheese. That's what I've cheese. always heard. Cheese. It was actually a real scientific experiment in a Petri dish that just went awry. Hmm. Um, but, yes, I have to stay away from moldy bread. I'll get... Typically, if I touch it, like I'll get a rash or something. It's not like I'll die if I touch moldy bread. But if they give me medicine that's penic- got the penicillin in it, uh, I'll definitely be in the hospital. Or amoxicillin. Or, yeah, anything with a cillin at the end is partially penicillin. So, and then there's a fake penicillin called sulfa. So it's like sulfa something and sulfa something else. All these different sulfa drugs. I can't have that either. Wow. So my, my antibiotics are limited. So I just have to not get sick. <laughs> That's guess, easy enough, I guess right? That works. Whew, it's Throwback Thursday. We are playing you nothing but the classic rock, rap, and what have you from '95 to 2005, the greatest era in Christian rock music. Uh-huh. And when we come back, will your pets go to heaven? Mm. I don't let's talk let's about talk it. about it. No, nope. we're gonna do it. Stick mm-hmm. around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here with Matt and Mo on Back Row Radio. Our show today brought to you by the ebook 
Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Pastor Joshua Powell. Three Christmas plays, one Easter play, designed to be the length of an average Sunday morning worship service at church. They are all written with a small to medium-sized congregation in mind. They require about 15 performers per play, props that are either readily available or easy to make, and can easily incorporate some musical talent from a congregation as well. It's a fantastic way to get your church involved in a project together this Christmas. And best of all, the cost of this ebook is just $4.99, like $1.25 a play, which you cannot beat anywhere. Get it online at Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstore, or Smashwords.com, or visit BackRowRadio.com. You'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays. You can find more info on it if you search for Easy Church Holiday Plays on Facebook. Here's the news. Just over a month after preaching against cohabitation, a Texas pastor married seven couples from his church for free last weekend in a bid to get their relationships back on a biblical path while making a strong statement on the culture of cohabitation that has swept American life. Uh, I encourage couples in our church who are living together to really think through whether that was God's best for them. Senior Pastor Pete Briscoe of Brent Tree Bible Fellowship Church in Carrollton, Texas said after marrying the seven couples on Sunday, according to Charisma News. At the end of the sermon, we gave them the option that if they felt God was leading them to get married, we would hold a free wedding for them on this one specific day. What do you think? I, I don't know what I think. <laughs> Honestly. I don't know what I think. I mean, I don't think that there was it was preached in, in a angry way. I think it was a an actual kind offer. Like, look, if you if you think that that God's leading y'all to be married instead of living together without being married, we're willing to sure throw a wedding for free. Yeah. Still don't know what I think. Still don't know what you think. Expound on it. This is a talk. I don't a know, talk show, Matt. Mo. I'm feeling like <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of feel like there may have been some strong arming in there. There may have been like, and sure, that's what conviction is. Conviction is. Slightly strong arming, okay. But that's God's strong arming. Sure, sure. <laughs> Conviction is. Yeah. <laughs> but I. Um, so, was it on that same Sunday? So in my head, this is what I'm seeing. He gave the sermon Sunday morning, and then immediately following, those seven couples got married. Or no? Am I no, wrong? I don't, it, was, it said uh, just over a month after preaching on it. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't a do this now, heathens. Because that's kind of what I was feeling like. It was just enough. So, okay. So, okay. Maybe a little better. Okay, a little better. I wasn't strong-armed here at the end of service. The end of service today, we're going to marry you guys. Right, because that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Because, okay, it says at the end of the sermon, we gave them the option that if they felt like God was leading them to get married, we would have a free wedding for them. That's what the final sentence is. So it made you sound so like it, that day. Your yeah. option is right now, get uh-huh. married, yeah. or leave and sin. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that wasn't the case. I think this was a good-hearted gesture. 
Absolutely, I can see it now. Okay. <laughs> but at first, I was like, "Wait a minute, hold hold on." It sounds a little. There heavy, was no opportunity to do like premarital counseling. <laughs> there was no opportunity for him as a pastor to really figure out where they are in their Christian walk. All right, I can see where. I was I was wondering why you seem to have such an issue with it. There's no opportunity for their families to be there. Yeah, I get it. Not the case. All right, here we go. We are now (laughs) one step closer to being able to travel from cross-country in the blink of an eye. Chris is going to be so happy about this. Right. The world's first Hyperloop passenger pod has just been unveiled by a tech company based out of Toulouse, Toulouse, France. Is it Toulouse? Um, You're from over in that area, right? You've been here before. (laughs) Toulouse. Toulouse? I feel like it's Toulouse. Maybe. Toulouse, sure. France. The pod, which was designed by Hyperloop Transportation Technologies, would have the capability of traveling at speeds of 760 miles per hour, which is the equivalent of traveling from Los Angeles to San Francisco in less than half an hour. That's cool. Now, Elon Musk hopes to have a Hyperloop system in place in America that could see pods traveling up to 4,000 miles per hour. Making the trip from L.A. to New York in 45 minutes. Wouldn't that be insane? Yeah. That's the future. I think it's cool, but it also scares me. But I'm sure that that's probably what people thought about airplanes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly or not, but I feel like the proposed system would be like an underground situation, kind of like a subway. Okay. And so it's not like you'd be... In space. Well, you wouldn't be in space or you wouldn't be on the ground and a deer jumps in front of your Hyperloop pod and y'all are all dead. No, you just have to worry about sinkholes and the, the yeah it caving in on top yeah. of you. That's all. Yeah. But you're going so fast, you're not going to be hit by anything. It'll collapse behind you. <laughs> Might just get up. Now, if it collapses in front of you, you're going to pulverize yourself. But right. that's something completely different. But again, you're going too fast. You won't even feel it. No, you'll just be dead. Instant death. <laughs> That's the if way I'm being go. honest, that's the way that's that I want to go. That's the way we all want to go. <laughs> We're going to go. Let's go quickly. Instant. Instantaneously just <laughs> Don't even want to feel it. Don't want to know about it. Yep. Nothing. All right. Here's the last one. This one's kind of gross, so cover your children's ears. A Taiwan restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> You've covered your own ears. <laughs> no, Mo, you have to discuss these with me. <laughs> that's why we're here, Mo. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) A Taiwan restaurant is drawing in customers with an unusual gimmick. Toilet-shaped bowls and poop-themed menu items. Lovely. The modern toilet restaurant in Taipei serves up its noodles in toilet-shaped bowls and seats its customers on repurposed toilets with padded cushions. (laughs) The eatery's catalogical menu includes poop meatballs, and stuffed brown sugar poop pancakes. Lovely. I think this is one way. <laughs> I feel like this is one way for this restaurant to serve fecal matter and get away with it. <laughs> no, no, that's gravy. It it and whenever questioned, when multiple people end up dying from yeah. intake of fecal matter, they'll be able to say it's on the menu. They ordered it. <laughs> it's so weird. Now, there was a restaurant like this already in Japan several years ago, and this was before smartphones and texting and emojis. But since that little poop emoji has infiltrated American culture now, 
from Japan. It's like it's everywhere. We went to the zoo this past weekend, our local zoo, and they have a big bowl of keychains with little poop emojis colored like animals. So one looks like has tiger stripes. You turn around, it says tiger poop on it. You're buying a keychain. Poop joke keychains mm-hmm. at the zoo. Mm-hmm. I just, how did this happen? Okay, so two things. My son has a poop pillow. Uh-huh, yeah. Because he wanted it. Have you, my biggest issue with the poop emoji, mm-hmm. whenever I send that emoji, I'm typically not in a good mood. Right. Right? Of course. And the poop is smiling. (laughs) So it's sending a false message to whoever I'm sending that text message to. No, I am not currently happy, (laughs) even though the poop is telling you that I am. (laughs) We need, we need uh, an angry poop emoji. For real. Because if I am that upset to send the poop emoji, I don't want it smiling. Just a disgruntled poop emoji. Truthfully. (laughs) That's what you would call a constipated emoji, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and secondly, have talking speaking on poop. Have you seen the the viral video that's going around with the lady from Maine who is making gifts out of moose poop? No. You haven't seen it? It's called Turdy Works. Okay? You can look her up on Facebook. She has her own Facebook page and everything. Turdy works, and she makes things out of moose and deer <laughs> droppings. No, thank she you. She has what's called instead of a cuckoo clock, it's a poo poo clock, oh, and no. she puts little no. moose turds in between no. the numbers. So it's twelve turdy, one turdy, two turdy, three turdy. <laughs> And she makes, she has, she has earrings that she makes out of, out of deer droppings, so they're deer rings. I don't want to know anymore. Oh, it's so good. She calls them, she has like little sign that has, you can, you can personalize it with your family. She makes little people. She calls them fecal people. I'm you, done. I'm you, done. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. You've got to look it up. Oh You've got gosh. to look it up. She I'm has this so whole sorry. spiel, and it's just, I reg- it's incredibly hilarious I to regret watch it. choosing this news story <laughs> <laughs> so much. It's so funny. you right. got to look it up, Matt. Let's talk about something you don't want to talk about now. I don't want to. Since see, I didn't want to talk see? about that. Exactly. Now it's, now it's that was payback. payback. That's yeah. what we call payback, my friend. Do animals go to heaven? Now, this has been a disagreement that Mo and I have had for our whole friendship. <laughs> Mo, why don't you go ahead and explain your stance? Well, I just feel like I... <laughs> you have Say it with conviction. You it's ha- all right. Just no, listen. You <laughs> haven't had to tell your kids yet that their <laughs> beloved family pet has died. Yeah. And that when they say... Will I ever see them again? <laughs> you haven't had to say, no, it doesn't appear that you will. <laughs> so. Facts appear to state that you will not indeed see your dog again. Um, so, I just feel like, no, I'm not even going to, because people make fun of me for feeling well, this, this way. Well, this is what we're discussing. Come on. God, God created them. Yeah. 
breathed life into them. Yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't. All right. And my stance, Open up their yeah, ga- and my stance has always been, you know, animals don't have souls. There's no way they're going to get into heaven. And so I've been pretty set in that stance for a long time. But I had decided recently to really look and see what other people have concluded. Okay. And essentially the answer is we don't know, but we can't rule it out. Mm-hmm. And there are some specific reasons why. <laughs> so this is actually the answer from, uh, this is a specific answer from God Answers. I, I checked quite a few different places, but uh, they all seem to say basically the same thing. But I think this, this actually puts it into an uh, easy to understand format. So this is from GodAnswers.com or .org. I think it's .org. The Bible does not give any explicit teaching on whether pets or animals have souls or whether pets or animals will be in heaven. However, we can use general biblical principles to develop some clarity on the subject. The Bible states that both man and animals have the breath of life. That is, both man and animals are living beings. The primary difference between human beings and animals is that humanity is made in the image and likeness of God, while animals are not. Being made in the image and likeness of God means that human beings are like God, capable of spirituality with mind, emotion, and will, and they have a part of their being that continues after death. If pets and animals do have a soul or an immaterial aspect, it must therefore be on a, of a different or lesser quality. This difference possibly means that your pet and animal souls do not continue in existence after death. However, another factor to consider regarding whether pets will be in heaven is that animals are a part of God's creative process in Genesis. God created the animals and said they were good. Therefore, there is no reason why there could not be pets or animals on the new earth. And there will most definitely be animals during the millennial kingdom. It is impossible to say definitively whether some of these animals might be the pets that we had while here on earth. We do not know, uh, but we do know that God is just and that when we get to heaven, we will find ourselves in complete agreement with his decision on the issue, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But Eden was God's original plan, which included animals. Heaven is supposed to be a return to that plan, Mm -hmm. which will almost certainly include animals of some kind. There has been a lot of, like in Isaiah... Um, a lot of imagery and stuff laid out that seems to imply, yeah, animals will still be around. And even a lot of the angels have animal aspects yeah. uh, to them. Um, and so, like they listed, there are several verses about the Millennial Kingdom that clearly lays out animals will be present, which is kind of like a time that heaven will be on earth. Right. But at the same time, we have no evidence to support that animals have souls. They have the lifeblood also that God considers sacred. And they have the breath of God, like we mentioned. But there's no mention of souls in the Bible for them. So the question really kind of comes down to, are these animals that we see in the end times or in heaven, Mm -hmm. are they ones that have died on earth or are they animals created specifically for heaven? You know? Yeah. So either way, it's not as clear cut as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think there's a possibility. Now, uh, one of the things put it as, um, if 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 we've come to the conclusion that there will indeed be animals in heaven, even if it's not the animals that we had, the pets that we had on earth, uh, it's still possible that you'll have a pet companion in heaven if you want one. Right. You know, who knows? Yeah. 
Um, so I'm coming around to your idea. Thanks, Mo, Matt. That you might be right. It might be possible. Uh, of course, they're not saved or in salvation situation. Right, right. Of course, it has nothing to do with that spirituality. But whether or not animals exist at all in heaven kind of seems possible. Yeah. When you really look at it. So. I do. I feel with 100% certainty, honestly, that there will be pets in heaven. Mm-hmm. Animals in heaven. Maybe not pets. Yeah, it might but, be pets itself. But yeah, yeah, but animals. I just don't know. I would love to be able to think that our our bunny who died last year is there. <laughs> but. So, well, gosh. For families that have a lot of pets over the course of their life, you get up there and you have a whole zoo waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> it might seem a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, no. There was... Um, Specifically talking about the Millennial Kingdom, which is supposed to be a thousand years that Jesus reigns on Earth mm-hmm. after whatever happens in the end times, which, of course, there's tons of debate about how that will go and what the schedule is and all that. Um, but there's supposed to be a thousand years that, that Jesus reigns on this new Earth before everybody goes to heaven, essentially. Mm-hmm. With, so with, with everybody that's still living here and society will still continue on. That's kind of the idea. Uh, I was recently listening to the audio dramatization of left behind again while i do my janitor work which i know left behind is not 100 percent theological or theologically accurate to a lot of people and including myself but it is a fantastic story um but the way they handled the uh millennial kingdom animal situation i i feel like was a choice that they had to make it was very strange is that as that started you wondered, mm, are we still killing animals? Or are we back to Eden situation mm-hmm. with no death? Right. And so, because like most people believe like in the tale of Genesis, before Adam and Eve sinned, no animals died. Right. Because death wasn't a, a concept. Um, so would we return to that or not? Because it says, you know, in that time, the lion will lay down with the lamb. They won't fight. Animals will not hunt each other. Mm -hmm. But in the Left Behind story, they basically said, well, we're not going to stop eating meat. So when they went to the butcher shop to ask them where they're getting all this meat, the butcher's like, you're not going to believe this, but the animals are lining up outside my door. Wow. Volunteering. (laughs) to be food for people yeah which in a way is great but when you think about the slaughtering process and whatnot i'm like "Mm, Mm -hmm. feels weird yeah feels weird feels strange yeah but i mean then again that's how we get our food today and i just it's a it's a it's it's weird when you think about it it's easy to be able to disconnect though when you're not raising them yourself sure you know and Mm -hmm. you just go to the the grocery store to yeah. buy your hammer, hammer and i your meat. and i do 100% get christians who or even non-christians who are vegetarian because they don't like animal cruelty yeah especially the way we kind of half-heartedly take care of our animals here in america yeah. that are made for food um i wish it were much better yeah um of course god laid out that it's okay to eat meat in the bible but um but yeah, cruelty on any level 
kind of makes you double think things. Yeah. What you want to support and whatnot. Yeah. I have a friend that has a pig and she raises animals. She has a small farm. Mm -hmm. She raises animals and we asked her, are you, it's one of three pigs. Are you going to eat any of the pigs? Are you raising them for food or anything? And she was like, well, this one, yeah. And they named him Bacon. <laughs> um, but only because he has a hernia. And so he won't be able to be bred he, mm. or to breed. He won't be able to be sold anywhere else to any, you know, any other buyers or farmers or whatever. He won't be able to be used for anything. She's letting him live out his days. Eventually, he's going to pass away. Mm -hmm. But she's giving him a good life, letting him live out his days on her farm. And then when the time comes, she will use him for meat. Then she earned him. <laughs> and I kind of, I told her, I said, I don't ever want to know when I'm eating bacon. <laughs> if you invite us over for dinner and it happens to be pork of some sort... <laughs> Just don't, don't want to know. Me. Just don't. Yeah, don't, tell, don't me. tell me. At this point, I've grown to kind of like the little guy. <laughs> I don't want to know. See, I feel like that might be worse. That might be worse than a factory farm pig. Somewhere you raised this. You gave it love. You cared for it. You let it die a natural death. All right, let's eat it. Yeah. See, but then her mindset is, I know where my food is coming from. Sure. I know that. It, yeah, raised better. Uh huh. And healthier. It was given good food. It was given. Yeah. A good farm health life, good healthy farm life. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't do it. But that's a whole other discussion. Yep, sorry. <laughs> it's Throwback Thursday. We've got all the best classic hits from 95 to 2005. Stick around. We'll be back in a little bit to close out the show. Show. We're closing out the show for the day and for the week with your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Psalm 62.1. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. He says, like a surgeon, real friends only cut you in order to heal you. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com or any of the popular podcast aggregators that you love. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for You're My Friend and I Trust You with Donnie and Jordan as they kick off your weekend with Feel Good Friday. And we'll see you again on Monday. Also tune in for Chapter Day Morning this Saturday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, where you can hear amazing shows like Hear No Evil, the Free Play Podcast, and Not Another Baptist Podcast. You can find their schedule on backrowradio.com. Me. Yep. I think it's me. Thank you for today's sponsor, the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays by Joshua Powell. Check out backerradio.com for that too. You can find a link to where you can find it. Mo, what's the final word for the day? I'm heaven bound with my animals. <laughs> That's it for today's show. We'll see you next week. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.